Hear again these words from John 19, verses 28 to 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished, to fulfill the scripture, said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. This is the darkest of all days. Jesus Christ, the perfect, spotless Son of God, was whipped and beaten and mocked and spat upon and stripped and nailed to a piece of wood and hung up to die. What's good about that? The disciples didn't think it was good. When you read the accounts of this in the Gospels, you see the disciples run away. They run away in fear and despair. None of us would have thought, this is good. This is a day of sorrow, a day of black, a day of tears. So why is it called Good Friday? What actually happened on Good Friday was awful. It's awful that Jesus Christ should be nailed to a cross. And even though we know what happens, it's still awful. When Jesus Christ stood at Lazarus' tomb, the man that had died, that he loved, that he knew he would raise from the dead, when he stood at the tomb, what did he do? He wept. This is an awful day. And yet we call it good. It's good because of these words that we just read in verse 30. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Those are the best words ever spoken. Those words make this day not just good, but the best of days. What is happening here is the worst thing that could ever happen. They crucified the Lord of glory. They put to death the Prince of life. But what is happening here is also the best thing that could ever happen. The good shepherd is laying down his life for his sheep. And the purpose for which Jesus Christ came is done. It is accomplished. It is finished. What is finished? Jesus said, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. It is finished. Jesus said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It is finished. Jesus said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. It is finished. Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. It is finished. 
For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. It is finished. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What? It is finished. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. What? It is finished. Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. It is finished. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. It is finished. But we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. It is finished. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. It is finished. Therefore, he had, he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. It is finished. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. It is finished. Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. It is finished. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. It is finished. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. It is finished. It is finished. Everything the Father gave him to do, he finished it. He took on weak human flesh. He fulfilled the whole righteousness of God's law. He did everything that was required of us. Every thought of his was righteous. Every word was perfect. Every motive was pure. Every act was obedient. He performed every miracle. He preached on every opportunity. He suffered every indignity, every moment of thirst, every moment of sorrow for the sins of his creatures. He suffered every ounce of wrath that God's righteous heart could pour out. He suffered every penalty of God's holy law that we deserved. He was made a curse for us. He made full atonement for sin. He obtained complete pardon. He made peace with God. He conquered all enemies. 
He fulfilled all prophecies, all types, all shadows from the Old Testament. There's nothing left for him to do. Nothing could be added to his work. Nothing was undone. The only thing left for him to do is to finally give up his spirit into the hands of his father and to be raised from the dead. But the resurrection is inevitable. It's as good as done. Because once the prince of life is dead, it's impossible for him to be held by the power of death. It's as good as done. It's all finished. Do you believe it? Have you stopped your work and rested in this finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ? In Romans 4, 5, the Apostle Paul says, To the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to read for you a paragraph from a Puritan from the 1600s, a man named John Flavel. Listen to this and and be filled with hope. Has Christ perfected and completely finished all his work for us? How sweet a relief is this to them that believe in him in the face of the defects and imperfections of all of our work. There is nothing finished that we do. All our duties are imperfect. Oh, there is much sin and vanity in the best of our duties. But here is the grand relief. And that which answers to all our doubts and fears upon that account. Jesus Christ has finished all his work. Though we can finish none of ours. And so... Though we be defective, poor, imperfect creatures in ourselves, yet we are complete in him. Though we cannot perfectly obey or fulfill one command of the law, yet yet is the righteousness of the law fulfilled in us that believe. Christ's complete obedience makes us complete and without fault before God. It is true. We ought to be humbled for our defects and troubled for every failing in obedience. But we should not be discouraged. Though multitudes of weaknesses be upon us, and many infirmities compass us about in every duty, though we have no righteousness of our own, yet Christ is made unto us righteousness. And that righteousness is infinitely better than ours. Instead of our own, We have his. Oh, blessed be God for Christ's perfect righteousness. Blessed be God. It is finished. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for your work. Thank you for every 
every duty done, every word spoken, every act of obedience performed, every sin rejected. Thank you for every ounce of the righteous wrath of your Father that we deserved, that you took on our behalf. Thank you for your work. May every one of us here, Father, come to the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting him alone. I pray in his name. Amen.